Dustin Five Star here, letting you know that Memphis Wrestling is back in its old time slot every Saturday at 11 a.m. Instead of turning on your TV, tune in your radio to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only radio show in Memphis that brings you wrestling talk every single week. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Kay Cerrito, talk pro wrestling on the radio with some of the biggest names in the industry during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com or find us wherever you get your podcast and take that subscribe button to Slap City. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Live from Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, Tennessee, it's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah. Welcome to the program. We do have a big show uh, for you uh, lined up today. But um, today we got to start a little serious here. We got a little serious uh, rant to go on because I just got some very disturbing news before I came on uh, the air. And I just want to make sure if there's anybody out there driving near Batesville on I-55, uh, be careful. So, um, Wait, what? What happened? All right. Well, here's what happened. This is disgusting. This is a message to all men out there as well. Please stop. Stop. Stop treating women like crap. All right. But uh, I got a phone call right before I went on. Just like literally right before I went on. That there's a guy driving northbound on 55, pleasuring himself in his vehicle, driving up next to cars. Uh, of course, obviously, with, with women in it. And it's... Uh, it's very disturbing. It's very disgusting. And I and it it's just an outrage. Not that is like ugh, I just don't know what to say, CJ. I got that call right before we went on. And I just gotta make sure I put it out there. If you are driving on fifty five, be careful, watch out for that. But at the same time, guys, come on now. I know most of our audience is men that listen to this radio station. Treat women with respect. Uh what? Just driving up like pleasuring himself on the highway. Yeah. Parent, I, I mean, that's a thing that dudes people, are awful. Yeah. Act right, guys. I don't know. I just have to, I had to say that I can't just start and pretend like everything is normal. I had to be honest with the, the folks listening. So, and geez, it's just disgusting. Cause you would think you got the me too movement happening right now. You, you would think people are going to start acting, acting right. Well, that's why the Me Too movement has to keep going. Like, this is insane that this is happening. In in the year 2018, this is happening. Yeah. Uh, literally a few minutes ago um, in the state of Mississippi. Anyway, guys, act right. 
Not how I was planning on starting the show today. We're going to get with Kevin Leip here momentarily later in this hour. Holly Whitfield's going to join us from the I Love Memphis blog. She joins us every month. And we're going to try to figure out the Bill Street Music Festival lineup because they're announcing it next week. And uh, Memphis was on The Price is Right, too, this week. So we'll talk to her about that. Uh, And coming up in hour number two, Darren Young, former WWE superstar Darren Young, uh, will join us in the wrestling hour along with Dustin Five Star. Lots to get into uh, there, but we're going to start the show like we do every week with some Kevin Sanity and my buddy Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. We're going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's do that now. <laughs> Come on! Sanity. Good morning, Light. How are you today? I'm good, and I, I thought of about six different jokes to, to start this segment with, and I'm not going to make any of them. All right, good. <laughs> Um, all right, <laughs> let's talk some basketball for a minute, and then we'll figure out what's trending here uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. It is the All-Star Weekend. There are no Grizzly All-Stars except for Dylan Brooks, who did participate in the Rising Stars game last night. Got 11 points, five rebounds, 15 minutes in the game. He he played on the Syracuse team against the UCLA team. That's uh, what it looked like to me as far as the uniforms <laughs> were concerned. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought the uniform thing was kind of interesting because the the All Star Weekend is in L.A. this year, and so the Clippers and the Lakers are hosting together. So the USA jerseys were Minneapolis Lakers jerseys, uh, and the World jerseys were Buffalo Braves jerseys because that the L.A. Clippers started out as the Buffalo Braves. So I thought that was kind of a a weird but nice touch. Um, yeah, it was it was it was cool to see Dylan in the game. You know he. Uh, the, the world team was mostly led by Ben Simmons and, and Dario Saric and, and Joel Embiid. So it was basically like the Sixers versus the USA team. Um, but yeah, Dylan got in there, made some threes, made some good plays, had a dunk. Um, it was just, it was nice to see a young Grizzlies player good enough to make that game. <laughs> and also a Grizzlies player taken in the second round enough to play that game so that's um i can't imagine too many second round picks get to play in the in the rookie sophomore rising stars whatever they call it game right uh, we're talking with kevin light dylan brooks uh participating all-star weekend last night i watched the highlights I, um it was about a minute long the dylan brooks highlights and about half of them the announcers are even uh, recognizing that dylan brooks is doing something uh in <laughs> in in the actual game but i mean that's how it is it's all it's all-star weekend um, any other local ties we can think of for this weekend, CJ? Anything else for this All Star Weekend? Um, Why isn't Tyreek there doing something? He's... Uh, they don't want him to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, you know, the, the dunk contest is all young guys now. None of the none of the superstars want to do the dunk contest anymore. Um, honestly, some dunks from that game last night that happened during the course of the game were dunk contest worthy. I think. Donovan Mitchell uh, did one off the backboard to himself. Uh, I think Jason Tatum maybe, or uh, I don't know. Somebody went like a, did like a through the leg dunk on a fast break. Uh, and the dunk contest, and I think it's, I, I am kind of, after seeing what these guys were doing last night in a game, um, I'm excited to see what they can do in the dunk contest setting. I think the dunk contest this year is actually going to be good. Yeah, the dunk contest has become really the real rising star challenge, right? That's where you really get to see some yeah. of the, uh, the young players and uh, and very important spotlight be put on them, uh, of course, during the dunk contest every year. A little bit more important than the Friday night festivities of All-Star Weekend. So that's going on. The Grizzlies are at the halfway point of the season, the unofficial halfway point of the NBA season. 
Um, your thoughts on that? Any any thoughts here as we uh, we take a break and can reflect on on the season so far? Well, it's interesting about NBA All Star because it's really more than halfway through the season. I mean, if they if they actually did All Star halfway through the season, it would be Super Bowl Sunday, um, which is just never going to happen. But you know, I think I think going into the stretch run, the goal for the Grizzlies honestly is going to be to lose as many games as they can. Uh, they are they are at the bottom of the league, but there are some teams that they're just not going to be as bad as. I think they're probably going to end up with like a picking somewhere between five and eight um, is what is what it seems like to me. Um, you know, I, the things to watch for for me are things like does Andrew Harrison look like he could be an NBA player? Um, you know, I, and I think Harrington wrote a great piece about this when I talked to him about it in the hallway. I think you know Harrison. He was a guy last year that you said, you know, if he ever develops an, an NBA skill, he can be a player. But this year he's shooting a lot better, he's still making good plays. Um, you know, I, I think he may actually stick as a third point guard or whatever in the league for years. Um, but these other guys still have to prove it. Jarrell Martin still has to prove it. Deontay Davis still has to prove it. Um, you want to see what Ivan Rabb can do. Uh, Wayne Selden has to prove that he can be consistent enough to be a starter if that's what he wants to do. Uh, ben McElmore has to prove that they shouldn't just cut him this summer <laughs> and eat $5 million. Um, you know, I, I think this is a, t- a group of young guys with a lot to prove in terms of do they belong in the NBA? And, and I think only about half of them are going to be on the team next year. So this is, uh, they're, they're playing for their lives. And that's, that, that kind of goes against plus a coach without a contract, that that all kind of goes against the goal of losing as many games as possible. But ultimately, uh, you know, for the development of these guys and the development of, of the team going forward, that's it's kind of more important. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna draft they're gonna have an okay draft pick no matter what. Um I, I think they should still lose as many as they can, you know, um but but not to the detriment of developing these guys and, and finding out what you have. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be uh, interesting rest of the season. We also also have to find out how is Grizz going to react after his heartbreak uh, from his wedding on on Wednesday night that did not end the way he wanted it to end. Um, were you at the game for the? I was. Oh, the Valentine's Day wedding. I was. It was a it was a classic uh, classic heel turn. You know, and Nats say what you will about Nats. He is a uh, he is a textbook heel. Right. So why does Always. Grizz trust him? I mean, he didn't look like he trusted him the other night, but Grizz should never trust him. That's that's for sure. Um, well, I don't know if you know this or not, but wrestling is not is not it's, it's scripted. This is not wrestling. This is mascot weddings. <laughs> Being it's basically wrestling. I mean, there was the yeah, our buddy Dustin Starr, a professional wrestler, was the efficient of the wedding. So there was a chair shot involved. A professional wrestler was the efficient. I think it's I think it's wrestling. But there. There is, I mean, even in wrestling, like there's some point if somebody turns heel so many times, it just does, it, it, leads, it loses its meaning. But yeah, but we we will we will see what happens with the Grizz love story. That definitely was interesting. Uh, but also, so the, apparently this week, so last week we were talking about Chris Wallace, who um, of course did not trade Tyreek Evans at the deadline, and then he went on a rant about talk radio garbage. Did you see this live? That apparently he wasn't talking about talk radio garbage. That he was saying talk radio Jarvis. Did you see this? Oh, I thought he said Jar- Jarvis. Uh, my issue wasn't that he said the word garbage. My issue was that he shouldn't tell his fans how to engage right. with his team. You know, like, you know, I, the, I, I still have a huge problem with, with kind of 
with that reaction and, and that attitude. Oh, exactly. Um, no, I'm with you on that. Yeah, don't tell don't tell your fans to be engaged and and caring and wanting to connect and and read and listen and and participate. That's in your franchise. I mean, that's that's right. not what you say. But oh, so you thought you said Jarvis the, the whole time, or you realized that eventually, like when everybody else? Did? Yeah, the first couple times I listened, I mean, it was Jar- Jarvis asked the question. So, yeah, yeah, I, I thought he was saying Jarvis the whole time. So it was talk radio, Jarvis, and then um, he. He won't. You won't be hearing him say talk radio, Glenn Carver, anytime soon. Glenn Carver uh, stepping down from news from News Channel Three uh, Sports this week. Uh, do you watch the? Do you ever watch the the TV sports cast? White. Uh, I just watch Jarvis occasionally. The garbage. The garbage. <laughs> yeah, Jarvis garbage. <laughs> I don't. I don't watch a lot of TV news, man. If I, and if, if I do, I usually just watch Channel Five. I watch Jarvo. You got to watch him point to the screen or point yeah, away from the screen. I, we'll be right back. I just like Jarvo. Jarvo's great, he said. Um, but uh, so, yeah. Anyway, all right. So um, let's see. Anything else you want to talk about for, about basketball before we get to what's trending? Did you want? Frankly, to- yeah. Frankly, All Star Break is when I just pretend basketball doesn't exist for about four days. So no. <laughs> you want to talk about LeBron James's Instagram that says, "I am more than an athlete." You want to talk about? I that? mean, he's he's not wrong. I. I there's nothing I hate more than this whole like stick to sports thing. Like these are guys in the public eye; they can do whatever they want. They're guys with money and power and influence. Uh, you have to be very smart to play in the NBA. Um, you know, racist people may not want to admit that, but you, you, if you're if you're a dummy, you're not going to stick in the NBA. You got to be smart. Um, these guys are all very intelligent, and uh, you know, more to the point, they're Americans and they're adults, and that means they can say whatever they want. Politically. Well, LeBron James speaking out this week, Kevin Durant as well. Um, but the biggest story was really the reaction from some folks, and of course, also, uh, but mostly from from Fox News, and where the host on Fox News told LeBron to shut up and dribble. And it's yeah. it's so bonkers to me that as Fox News of is like the last organization or group or host anyone on Fox News could, could say that when the president is a reality show star you can't be saying you don't have the right to speak you elected a reality show star to be president of the United States so right. that pretty much opens it up for any and everyone to have an opinion that should be heard right yeah but I mean athletes in politics has, has always been I mean uh, athletes have always been politically active I and mean, think about Muhammad Ali think about uh, you know, the runners protesting at the 68 Olympics. Think about, um, you know, Jim Brown, all the activism he did. I mean, athletes are, athletes have always been a big part of political activism because they have a platform. You know, they, a lot of people listen to what athletes say, rightly or wrongly. Um, it's, it's not it's not like LeBron having a political opinion is, is, is unprecedented. He's, he, he may be the first athlete to just call the president a bum directly, but, um, you know. I'd call him that too, probably. Anybody saying athletes are sick to sports is stupid. Yeah, we're racist for both. Racism is stems from a willingness to remain ignorant. So again, stupid, stupid, and racist. Like, <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, it's 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 you know, uh, sh- shut up and shut up and entertain me. Right is the uh, is the attitude there, and it's it, it, you can't defend it. And yeah. I mean, 
We have a reality show star as the president of the United States. It doesn't matter who's the president of the United States. LeBron James and other successful black men and women live in this country, pay taxes. They are citizens of this country, just like everybody else. And everybody talks politics. Everybody discusses it, right? So why is it when black athletes come up with their takes on it, their opinions, and offer them to certain people in America, they're met with such vitriol and told, basically, shut up, boy, and entertain me? Well, you answered your own question. I know the answer. You know the answer. We know the answer. If there's a listener out there who might not think about it that way, I want them to answer the question for themselves. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. CJ is fired up this morning. This is your shirt, CJ. Let me see what it says. Okay. All right. CJ is uh, is fired up. And rightfully so. I mean, it is it is the way that this was approached. It's very disrespectful and very racial uh, involved with it. But um, anybody who... For some reason, that sports, whether any type of athlete, white or black in sports, even journalists get attacked often, but not in the way that like this Fox, the way she presented her argument was uh, you, you can definitely uh, see, see the racial uh, parts to that. But uh, anyway, inter- interesting. Um, so hopefully this will only encourage I'm assuming it's only going to encourage LeBron to say more. If you can judge by his Instagram that he posted last night with the. Uh, up on on uh, on IG. I mean that that post is basically I am a man, right? That that is basically what that post is. It's got that type of tone to it. I am more than an athlete. I am more than a job title. I right. I am a person. I am a human being. It's a damn shame we live in 2018 and people still refuse to acknowledge that. Nicely said. I don't think I think life. I don't think we can top what CJ saying right now. He's got he's he's wrapping it up well. He's came in this morning. He has been fired up all week. Um, about this so i always try to stay out of dj's way <laughs> all right so let's it that's it like you do not have to think about basketball are you gonna watch the game or are you just gonna take a basketball break i don't see a reason to like really it is a good time to take a break from basketball really for the all-star uh, it's a good time yeah it's a good time to take a break tonight i'm gonna go to dinner tonight and i'm sure the dunk contest will be on at the bar or whatever but you know I, i'll probably watch the game tomorrow night i, I like watching basketball players or 600 points in a pickup game. It's it's just kind of fun and goofy. Um, but, I, you know, I, it's not going to break my heart if I don't see the whole thing. Right. Uh, and we got the, the Winter Olympics still happening, Celebrity Big Brother, all of that. Lots of TV options uh, this holiday weekend. All right. So not only does Leip write about the Memphis Grizzlies for the Memphis Flyer, he is also the digital manager. So we always like to figure out what is trending on the Flyer's social media pages and on their website. So let's find out now. Trending with life. All right, life. What is trending? Well, we got two stories trending. Uh, we can talk about whichever one of these in whichever order. Uh, number one is uh, Maciel's opening a new location in, in Highlands. You can get some tacos. Uh, probably my favorite taco place downtown. Um, and then the number two story, which is kind of number one A, they're, they're right up there together, is the city uh, was supposed to paint over some. Murals that people found offensive, and they painted over the wrong one. All right. Ooh, yeah. Both of those are, are interesting stories. Let's start with the tacos first. So you're, they're your favorite tacos downtown or your fish favorite tacos? I think they're probably my favorite tacos. Las Delicias, shout out Las Delicias. But, yeah, my scales is my, it's my spot now. Um, yeah. Hey, well, Las Delicias, uh, I mean, you know, there's a, the, the guac, there's different stuff. Their tacos are good, too. But so – 
and it's bringing taco, tacos to the Highland Strip, which really that that's kind of spot. Why there wasn't a taco option or some type of Mexican option uh, right there is is puzzling. Now that this place is opening up to me, um, yeah. Well, if I you know if I were like El Portón or whatever around the U of M area, I'd probably be a little worried because that's definitely upping the uh, upping the quality of the taco option in that neighborhood. Yeah, let me say what you will. The more, the more, the better Mexican restaurants we get that open up that are newer and newer. Still go to El Portón occasionally. You still got you still got to hit up El Portón. Yeah, well, they're different menus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So tacos on on Highland in the old Highland Q RP Billiards spot. Did you ever hang out there? I did not. I didn't either. Went to RP Tracks and then went to RP Billiards. Yeah, it's a big tracks is still there, but almost everything else yeah. on the Highland Strip looks different from when I was a, a student at the at the University of Memphis, and, and definitely well, yeah, we used to my band used to play shows that at like the big side of Newbies, which is not Newbies anymore. It's the Bluff, is that what it is? The stage side of Newbies? Yeah, I guess so. The the imitation yeah. version of um, Lafayette's the Highland version. See what I thought that place should be. That's you know that's an old movie theater. I for years have thought that that should be. Like an art house cinema, like a repertory, you know, shows classic films and screens foreign films and and that kind of thing. I have always thought that should be a little art house theater. It's right there by the university, mm-hmm. already in movie theater space. I have always thought it would do really well right there. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, be one to do it. That's a good point because it 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 is like they the Highland old Highland Quartet closed in the past decade or plus here now. And you think there would be a movie theater close to the University of Memphis? I mean, Paradiso they yeah. they act like it's close, but it's a good it's a good eight to ten minutes depending on the time of day. But I'm not re- I'm not talking about like you a, want, a, but you want a one you want an art house one screen movie theater, yeah, on the strip that would work that would work. Uh, but it doesn't look like that's happening because it's, it's low property seems to be really big into everything's a restaurant, <laughs> almost everything's yeah. food, right? We're about to have six burger places in Overton Square, so yeah. I only go to Elbow. It's the only one I like. I like Billy Acres, but yeah. What? How dare you say this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can play trivia with me and CJ every Tuesday, or every Wednesday at Elbow, and Bingo every Tuesday at Elbow. The world's best burger is there. I don't know if you know this. Uh, okay, so that's so that's interesting news for Highland. I mean, Highland really is filling is, is filling up and's got. It, you could go there and eat, get dessert, walk around. But like, like you said, there's not like a thing like a movie theater. There's what else are you going to do besides hang out, uh, yeah. have a meal, and then you're like, all right, eat. well, you got to get back in your car after you eat, eat and drink. And I guess I guess Newbie still has music. I don't know. Um, yeah, there you go. I guess you could see some music. That could work. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you. But again, it's it's good to be walking distance to the University of Memphis. So the other story is painting over these murals, which uh, is just outrageous. How does this happen? What? How many murals got painted over? Do we know? I don't know the details of this story. I mean, it's the Paint Memphis project. They painted a lot of murals on on these uh, underpasses and stuff. It's on Lamar. Uh, I, I think the ones where they got painted over, like Lamar over there by the. Uh, uh, like there's a skate park over there, like an underground skate park and some stuff like that. Um, but basically there were some, some, some of these murals were like one of them that's on private property is like a zombie image. We, we wrote a whole cover story in the flyer about this a couple of weeks ago, um, about this paint Memphis project. They basically brought in all these outside artists to paint all these murals. And some of them were like, there's like an Elvis, like a zombie Elvis with a snake coming out of his eyeball or something. 
I mean, some of the images were like kind of not disturbing, but just like probably not what you not what you would choose to have painted on a wall right in your neighborhood. Um, and that is obviously a uh, a lower income, mostly African American neighborhood. And I don't think the people who actually live there got a whole lot of input into what the art was going to be. Um, so, so there was kind of some some conflict about that. And the city stepped in and said, okay, well, these people have, these are on city property, so they've asked us to paint over, so we're going to paint over the ones that people don't like. And this, they painted over the wrong one. Um, so it's kind of like no one wins. Uh, the people in the neighborhood didn't like the art in the first place and weren't really consulted. And then when they complained about it, the city stepped in and painted over these work by these artists, and they painted over the wrong work. They didn't even paint over the, the ones that people were complaining about. So. It's just kind of, uh, I think the impolite term for that is a cluster. Um, <laughs> right. And just nothing, nothing went, nothing went correctly. Like, I, I just, I don't even know how, how that happens. Like, you just go, all right, well, we're going to just go out and if we see some street art, we're just going to paint over it. Uh, well, I think they were, they were told which ones to paint over and they misunderstood or something. I don't know. I mean, I, I, how much of this is, we have murals everywhere in this town now. And how many of them are actually painted by people from that neighborhood with input from people from that neighborhood? And how many of them are like, they're just bringing in an artist from somewhere else? I mean, that was, that's kind of the my whole issue with the Paint Memphis thing in the first place is shouldn't the people who live around where this art is going up have some kind of say in what kind of public art goes up in their neighborhood? Um, because then you end up with this situation where like, yeah, there's like a huge mural of a zombie on the side of this building on Lamar and you know, people who live over there may not want to look at a zombie every day. Were they, <laughs> they consulted, you know, like you're putting images of zombies in black neighborhoods. Like, I don't know. It's, it's the whole thing. No, that's a, that, no, that, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Cause I don't know if I, if, I, if they should have an import of what it's going to be. And, and unless, you know, if it's somebody from the neighborhood that's doing it, it's yeah, interesting. Cause, I'm, it a, cause, cause I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the, the murals all over town. I love it. I love it that you can come here and, you, and there's all this great uh, street art that we have here uh, in town. It's a, it's a great thing we can take pride in, but um, I guess you got to be more careful on, on who does what, but also you got to, if you're going to be painting over stuff, got, cause the, some stuff they were painting over was obviously not. Uh, yeah. It was obviously zombies. the wrong thing they weren't supposed to be painting. Over. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was, I I don't know what they were thinking, but, you know, classic uh, democracy in action, I guess, uh, government in action. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's, it's part of this larger debate about who gets to decide what public art is going to go where and, and that kind of thing. And that, that debate will probably never be settled. But I, I do think that it's kind of that, that wound is going to be raw for a little while. That, that, that argument is going is to linger about, well, why did we have the input in the first place into what art was going to be? Put on public property in our neighborhood, so uh, it's worth paying attention to. I don't think it's going to go away. All right, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, before I let you go, I have I have not watched. There's too much. This big celebrity Big Brother is fantastic right now. I still think you should be watching it live, but there's so much of the content, so it's hard to keep up with. I haven't had a chance to watch last night's episode, but there was other Big Brother news last night uh, that I think you uh, might be interested in. That uh, guess what? Big Brother couple got engaged over Valentine's week. Oh no, I don't know. Jess and Cody. Uh oh. You know the the big stars of last summer is uh, Big Brother. They're currently on the Amazing Race. I don't know if they're still racing or not, but uh, Jess Would and Cody. You call them the big stars or like the big villains. True. Yeah, they're definitely the the villains. But they were the memorable. Remember, I'm trying to even remember right now who won. 
Oh, I know yeah, Paul I mean, didn't win. Uh, Paul didn't win. It was, yeah, it was, what's his face? Josh won over Paul. Yeah. So uh, they were definitely the big villains. I don't know. I, I was cheering for them, though. So they were kind of, um, it depends how you looked at it. But anyway, Jess and Cody uh, engaged. And we do, uh, anybody who is listening who is a Big Brother fan, we will have Celebrity Big Brother trivia coming up. All questions about this season of Celebrity Big Brother on the Tuesday after the finale of the show. So, um well, you know, we're not going to have playoffs this year, and 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 I'm going to have a uh, we're going to have a newborn at the lighthouse, so I'll be having a lot of couch time. So we're going to have to go pretty in depth on Big Brother this summer. All right, oh, we will we will definitely cover this. Hopefully, there'll be some type of Memphis uh, connection. So, uh, Light, thank you uh, so much for joining us and talking a little basketball during your your basketball break. We're going to give you a, a break soon here uh, on the show because I don't know what we're going to really. What is it? Tell me before we get out of here of like what are the next storylines we're looking for because we, there was really like Martin Luther King the trade deadline all-star break and then when you have a bad team is it just really we're talking about college kids and who the Grizzlies are going to draft is that really where we go from here yeah pretty much uh, which means I got to start paying even more <laughs> attention to college basketball which I don't like watching so the, the really yeah there's not much and I'm, I'm sure something will happen I'm sure something will happen the NBA is constant uh, storyline. So we always appreciate you joining us here. Uh, everybody follow Lipe on Twitter at Flyer Grizz blog. That's Grizz with only uh, one Z and read his stuff at MemphisFlyer.com on the Beyond the Arc blog. Lipe, we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully you'll be uh, on location. So hopefully we can keep connected. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Thanks, Lipe. That is Kevin Lipe from the Flyer. All right. Um, interesting stuff all around that first segment today. Coming up, Holly Whitfield is going to be here. We're going to uh, talk about uh, try to figure out who's coming to Bill Street Music Fest. It's an annual tradition on this program. Uh, the rumors are out there. The announcement officially is coming next week. We're going to try to figure out that. And we will also talk about Memphis being featured on The Price is Right this week. Somebody want a, a trip to Memphis on The Price is Right? What? Talk about that next. You're listening to Cerrito Live here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many Memphis area residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trip. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday order. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right, pick scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com.